Welcome to the Family Alpha Podcast, a place where men, families, and the truth have a voice. The information shared on this podcast is meant to be applied. Now, here is your host, Zach Small, founder of thefamilyalpha.com and co-founder of thefraternityofexcellence.com. Let's get to work. Welcome to another episode on the Family Alpha Podcast. I'm your host, Zachary Small, and today I'm talking about 25 actions every American needs to be taking to prepare themselves for what's coming. Whether that's a riot, a protest, a hurricane, a snowstorm, corona, whatever. You need to take these actions to prepare yourself to be positioned in a situation where you take as little damage and your family does as well as possible. Now before we go too deep into this, I'm going to do something I've never done before. I'm going to ask for you to review and rate this podcast. I've never put it out there, you know, but I was looking through and you get ranked better when you get the comments or you get the the ratings. So I'm going to put the ask out. We'll see what we can do. Maybe it does nothing. I don't know. I don't plan to make this a, a normal request, but I figured I'd throw it out there and just see what happens. Maybe we can boost the signal. Maybe we can get it to people who need to hear it, especially a message like this, where I'm talking about tangible actions you can take right now to prepare yourself so you don't suffer preventably so, later on in your life. And again, this will help you. It will help your family. It's not just the zombies, which everybody says they're preparing for. It's what happens if you lose power and nobody can get to you to turn it back on. You know, why suffer? Why be cold? Why not have anything on hand? We're going to dive into the many things you can do. But if there's a, a fire coming your way, if there's a flood, like I said, I'm in Rhode Island. What if there's a snowstorm? You know, everybody's always talking about the zombies, like this fake thing. It's not going to be the zombies. It's going to be you stuck in your home. The police and the fire department can't come help you because they're busy and you've got to help yourself. If you take these steps, like I said, I've got 25 actions for you. You know, you'll you'll suffer less. You'll take less. The hurt will be fewer, you know, and not only you, but you, your wife, your children, if you have them, the stress will be so much less and you can get through it, you know, with as little pain as possible. So before we dive right into this list, I do want to share somebody sent me a DM. And they said, your blog post is too long. So these 25 actions come from the blog. Again, thefamilyalpha.com. You can find it. 25 actions every American needs to be taking. They said it was too long though. So I want to stress this. When somebody takes the time to write something out, go through it. Take your time. You know, you should be able to read, not to rush through a blog post, but save it. Come back to it. But let it soak in. You know, I, I view words to be like batteries. They carry an energy. And when somebody reads it, it's like you receive that energy and it charges you up. Don't rob yourself of that because you've been conditioned to read, you know, 250 characters or whatever it is. Go to the blog, read the whole post. You'll get a better understanding of the entire message. But since I'm a nice guy and I wanted to talk about it, (laughs) we're going to go through each of these. So let's kick it off. Step one, you need to have cold, hard cash on hand. That's right. Have cash We have so many examples and instances where banks refuse to give out money or power was lost to the facility or the building and you couldn't get your money. The ATMs were down. Their backups were down. Everything was down. You couldn't get any cash and stores were operating cash only because their registers couldn't work. In a world where everything is electronic, having physical makes you king. So put yourself in a position where you have cash on hand. One way to do that is every paycheck Take a little bit of cash out and put it away. Every time you fill up, get $20 cash back at the gas tank or when you go grocery shopping, $40 cash back, whatever it is, 
and just start putting it away. You don't have to deplete your bank account. I'm not saying, you know, only hold 0.1 cent in your your account. You know, it's not that big of a fear of the Fed. But honestly, there were several times where having cash on hand, especially during the lockdowns, really paid off. You know, and I really, I, I didn't have to suffer where everybody else was freaking out because what do you do when the system is down? So have cash on hand for two reasons. Because you can pay when the electronics are down and because you don't have to worry about the bank shutting down and holding back or putting a negative interest rate on your accounts. If you don't know what that is, go look it up. It's bad juju. We're probably going to see it in our lifetime, unfortunately. So that was the first action. The second, and as you can tell, I'm not going too deep into these. I'm just going to cover the 25 actions. There are 25 of them. Go to thefamilyalpha.com. Go to 25 actions every American needs to take. That way you can read through the entire list and go a little bit deeper. Next. Action two, do you have enough food in case of an emergency? How much food is enough food? Well, what type of lifestyle do you live? How many people are in your family? What about your pets? See, something people don't think about is, oh, crap. You know, I've got soup and I've got all these things for the family. I have nothing for the dog or the cat or the turtle or whatever animal you might have. Make sure you have your fish food. Make sure you have a big-ass bag of dog food in the corner of the garage or maybe not the garage if you have mice, but... Somewhere that you can store it or dump it into a bin where you can put a lid on it and just have it stored away. And that's the extra stuff. Or maybe, you know, you take that out the next time you've got to fill up when you run out of dog food. And then the next time you buy a bag, you replace it and you just cycle these two bins back and forth. The one you're using, the one you're storing, and then swap. That way it doesn't get old or stale or anything. But you need to make sure you have enough food for you, your children, your your wife or your spouse or whoever's listening. Whatever the situation is, there are a shit ton of options on Amazon, on a lot of prepping websites where you can get bulk food that's freeze-dried or you can get it, you know, all you have to do is add water. You know, it doesn't have to be an MRE situation. You can get yourself hooked up and you can prepare now, again, by buying an extra two cans of soup or buying an extra thing of pasta or whatever every time you go shopping. The aim is not for you to buy everything at once and take all the money out at once. All these actions that I'm listing, you kind of sequence them in the best way for you. And you accelerate as quickly as you can to ensure you're going to be good. But don't let yourself get caught, you know, shortchanged when it comes to food because laziness, (laughs) because you didn't decide to plan ahead for something. You know, there's no excuse. You got to put yourself in a position to succeed. And the only way to do that is to start taking the actions now. That way, when it's game time, you're ready. All right. The third action. How much water do you need to have on hand? You need to go out and you need to ensure that you have storage of water in case you lose power, in case there's uh, freezing and pipes burst. You know, we have a well in my home, so we operate off well water. When we lose power, we lose water. But guess what? We learned that the first time and we haven't made that mistake since. You need water to fill the tank up in the back of your toilet so you can flush. You need water to boil up all that food that you bought. You need water for hygiene. Again, what if you're stuck for a week? We got to stop thinking in terms of hours here. Let's think long term because if you're not stuck for a week, but you have enough for a week, you know, you're good. If it's only two days, you're good. You're ready to go seven. It's better to have more and not need it than have too little and need more because at that point, you're just going to be melting snow (laughs) or you're going to be out there collecting rain or something because you know, you didn't prepare. So having gallons of water is great. Having tanks that catch rainwater, another awesome one that I've seen. You know, and then you just sort of ration. But the last thing you need is to be dehydrated and in an emergency. That's no good for anybody. Action four, 
Who can you turn to when shit hits the fan? Do you talk to your neighbors? Do you have an online network that you can reach out to? I'm very fortunate in that I have the Fraternity of Excellence. There's a link below, but that's my men's only private community. And we are always exchanging you know, notes, uh, what we've learned from success and from failures. All the men come together, we swap our ideas, and we have somebody to turn to when we don't have an answer. So in front of my wife, I look like a genius because she thinks I know everything. She may not admit it, but she thinks it and she knows it. Because every time something happens or something goes wrong, I'm there. Now, 90% of that is just confidence. I just don't get it. I don't lose my emotions. I, I stand up like a man. I'm a, I'm a rock. You're not going to move me. And because of that, my wife doesn't get worried. My children don't get worried because dad's got it and we're okay. But for me, that other 10% where I have no idea what's going on, I reach out to my men. I reach out to my network. I talk to the guys. You know, in the blog, I believe I talk, to, I talk about Jack Murphy. You know, he's not in FOE, but he's in my inner circle. And he is a politically minded man. So when I talk to him, I'm like, hey, look, what's the landscape look like? You know, what should I be expecting down the pipeline? And he gives me a heads up. And that way I'm ahead of the curve again. You need to have people you talk to, though, because if you're living in isolation, you know, you have no information coming in. You have nobody to rely on. You have no support system. If you fail, the whole system fails. And that's not how it's supposed to work. You need support for yourself. That way you can support those who rely on you. And the only way to do that is to make those connections now. So don't wait. Start talking to your neighbors. Start talking to people online. Start making connections with human beings and not just usernames. Start connecting and start actually having a, a relationship to where you can learn from them. They can learn from you. And you guys know if something happens, where each other's strengths are, what you can rely on, how you can be complementary to one another. Maybe it's an exchange of services. You might have a lot of meat. They might have a garden. Now let's change some vegetables for some meat, you know, whatever it is. Now that's a little long term and that's a little extreme. But you never know what's coming down the pipeline. It's better, again, to have that conversation and to have those friends than to not. Your fifth action, hygiene. Everybody loves to talk about ammo, food, gold, silver, ARs, Glocks, firearms. Nobody talks about toilet paper, tampons, and soap. But guess what? If shit hits the fan and it's that time of the month for your wife, she's going to be extremely either embarrassed, frustrated, annoyed, stressed out, everything in once because she has no way to to properly care for herself and she's got to go old school because you can't get to the store because they're locked down or because every all the roads are closed or whatever the situation is. Now, we learned during quarantine, toilet paper is a hot commodity. I mean, you saw people literally hoarding toilet paper. That's insane. But it highlights my point. Maybe what I'm saying about all these things isn't so insane because we saw it play out. If I told you in 2018, hey, in 2020, people are going to be hoarding toilet paper, you'd be like, okay, crazy, go back under your bridge. But then it happened. So I'm sitting here telling you, stock up on tampons, stock up on soap, stock up on your deodorant. If you're stuck in your home with your family and everybody's stressed out, the last thing you need to add into that equation is stank. I was an engineer on an aircraft carrier. I was an A-ganger. Look, I don't ever want to smell what went on inside that birthing ever again, especially when we're in the med. It was hot. We stank. It was awful. There's no need for you to live like that inside your home. Stock up on all the essentials. Stock up so you can keep your hygiene squared away. Next, step six. Action six. Which first aid kit is the best? The best first aid kit is the one that's going to be there to meet all of your needs. Now, I have to give a huge shout out to Soul Attack. It's a, it's a solid company run by a man named, we're going to call him Demp. You know, Demp McGee. 
<laughs> he runs it. He's a family man squared away. I believe it's run out of his home with him and his wife. And they make these really high quality kits. And it's not filled with any of the bullshit. It's filled with things that will help you if, for scrapes, for for major injuries. So I believe it. Uh, they have different tiers of kits. So I bought, I think, a higher one and then like a quick, I don't remember it's called, like a quick action pouch. So basically I've got it. If you lose your arm, I, I can take care of you. And if you get a scrape at the playground, I can take care of you. Now that's from Soul Attack. On top of that, I ordered one of those bulk, um, like six-person kits from Amazon. And then from there, I built my own kit. So I bought a bunch of individual items like band-aids, different gauze, um, different ointments, things like that. And I put it into the kit. So mine is sort of a Frankenstein that I've created, but I created it based on needs or things I thought could be potential needs. The last thing you want is for your kid to fall at the playground and you can't help them. You know, people think bullet wounds or gunshot wounds, whatever, you know, and nobody thinks, you know, what about the scraped knee or the broken finger? You know, you should have your first aid kit in your vehicle. You should have another one in your home. I believe you should have two, just like your your everyday carry and then your vehicle everyday carry. You know, you never know when shit's going to hit the fan and you're not going to be able to run to your, your command post and grab all your gear. You might be driving by a car accident and you're the only person within miles. You got to stop and help somebody. And if you have nothing, you're screwed. And again, preventably so. Just buy this stuff now. Set yourself up now. And again, I can't give a higher recommendation. This is not an affiliate. I'm not sponsored in any way. I just truly believe in what Soul Attack is putting out there. So I'll have a link to that below this podcast as well. Seventh action. What is the best weapon for self-defense? So getting a weapon to protect you, whether that's a gun, a knife, a bat, a sword, an axe, whatever, you need to have something. You know, the worst thing you can do though is have something you've never used before or have something that you've not trained with in years. So sure, maybe you were a Marine back in 1996. Well, if you haven't fired your Glock, since then, and it's been sitting in your home, you're more of a liability to your family than some thief or intruder. You're going to shoot yourself. <laughs> you're going to shoot like a good guy. You need to train with these weapons. The worst weapon is the one you don't know how to use. The best weapon is the one you know how to use. So whether that's a bat, a gun, a knife, whatever it is, if you know how to use it, you can do damage to the other guy. The last thing you want to do is to do damage to yourself. You don't buy a gun and say, oh, I'm safe now. It's 2020. I bought a gun. I'm good. No. Buy that sucker. Use it. Go to the range. Get training. You know, I know there are police departments. I don't know if they offer training, you know, like hands-on at the range. But I do believe they have safety courses. You know, and I know in different states they have different options. But just Google your local area. You'll find something. Google is fantastic. Use it. Educate yourself. And honestly, get yourself prepared. Because when people come to you to take your things, they're going to have weapons. You had better have one to keep them away. Weapons are good when they're being used by the good guys. Weapons are bad when they're used by the bad guys. The weapon itself doesn't make itself good or bad. You decide how it's used. Next. Eight. Get your family into prepping. I bring my son to the range. I talk to my son and my daughter about what happens if there's a fire. What happens if there's a flood. What happens if there's a car accident. Why do we have extra food? Why do we have extra clothes? Why do we have these extra blankets? I tell them about everything. My wife as well. You know, her and I really break it down. You know, this, this whole shelf over here is extra food. Why? Because there might be a time we need it. You know, don't be the guy who's like Mr. Prepper Pete. <laughs> and you're, you got everything and your arm to the teeth and you got your ghillie suit and your son, daughter, and wife are standing looking at each other like, what do I do? They need to be a part of this. Make them a part of the team. Make them a part of the entire process of preparing yourself for anything that can go wrong. And you don't need to treat it 
as if somehow, you know, this is a the end of the world scenario, the apocalypse. You can just tell them you're just getting prepared in case of a snowstorm that's coming. You know, that's an easy one for me to use because it's winter. You know, I'd say, hey, in case of snow is here, we got to prepare. Well, they don't know. I'm also thinking about, well, what if there's a riot coming down? Or what if we have to move? Or what if shit hits the fan? Or what if, you know, like, like my whole, like, scenario, like Mad Max style in my head, they don't need to hear that. All they need to know is we prepare. Here are the actions we take. Here's how you use the things. Again, if I hand my daughter a knife, she's not going to cut her finger off because I've taught her how to use a knife. A lot of people really baby their children. This is a totally different <laughs> podcast discussion. But I once had my son chopping uh, vegetables and my daughter was cutting something else. And I put a photo up and people were like, oh, you let them use a knife. They're going to hurt themselves. They're 11 and 8 years old. You need to let children start using these things. You know, the only way they can become adults before they're 18 is if you treat them like adults and allow them to act like adults before they're 18. You don't chew up your kid's food and spit it to his mouth when he's 18. Oh, go cut your own shit, son. Enjoy the world. No, they learn those life skills now. Same thing with preparing. They need to learn how to prepare as kids. So as adults, they are already prepared. They're already, that's just how they think. That's their default mode. Next, action nine, look the part. The worst thing you can do is walk through the world with your shoulders slumped and looking down, you know, a disheveled, unaware mess. You make yourself a target. When you walk into a room, you can look at certain people and you're like, I do not want to screw with that guy. Because they just give off that vibe. They have that look. They have that, that presence about their body language. Always be that guy. You don't ever want to be targeted for getting robbed or getting mugged or just getting the crap kicked out of you because you look like a target and somebody's having a bad day. You can save yourself preventable pain by not looking like somebody who's an easy pushover. Do you know who picks on all these people? Bullies. Bullies rob people. Bullies beat people up. Bullies do all these things and bullies thrive on fear and they are afraid of strength. So look strong. If you look weak, you will get targeted. You look like somebody who's afraid, you'll be targeted. If you look like you're going to fuck shit up or, or at least put up a great fight, they're going to go on to somebody else. And you know what? As jacked up as it is, it's better that it's somebody else than it's you. That's the approach you should take to this. So look the part. Dress well, carry yourself well, walk into the world with your shoulders back. Action 10. How to not be bored. You need to have games. You need to have a deck of cards. You need to have board games that have not opened yet. And they just sit in the closet for that time that you are snowed in or you're rained in or you're flooded in or whatever. You're stuck in the house or you're stuck in your hotel. Not Maybe not your hotel. You wouldn't have that with you. But you're stuck somewhere. You know, you're stuck and you don't know what to do. And especially if you have a spouse or children, if you are with these people, instead of picking at each other and starting to get annoyed, you have entertainment. You have something to keep you from being bored while you're all pinned into a house together. Or whatever the situation is. See, people don't think about these things because, again, just like, you know, tampons compared to firearms, board games aren't as cool to talk about as survival kits, as as crazy, like, binoculars or sights or, like, all these cool things you can play with, which are freaking cool. I'm not saying they're not, but that doesn't make them more important than these other things. See, it's all a bunch of pieces to the same photo. You want a picture of your happy, stress-free, least impacted family. That's the picture. Everything I'm listing are little pieces that will make that happen. And if you don't get one of these pieces right, you're, it's going to be missing from the photo. It's not going to be complete. So what's the point of having great hygiene and you have all the food you need and you're sitting there, you know, strapped, ready to go, defend your home. 
but you're all annoyed with each other. You're all pissed off that you're near each other. You're just getting, you know, irritated because that's just human nature. Like, what's the point of having that pain in there? Just get the freaking board game. Go out, buy a deck of cards. There's so much you can do with cards. That's why I love them. And they're easy to pack. All right. Action 11. Who delivers honest news? You have to find the people that are delivering true, good, solid intel. The only way to know who is giving you honest news is to look at their track record. And honestly, I know that's sort of a cop out. Just look at who's honest and you'll find out who's honest. You know what I mean. Or I hope you know what I mean. And you're not just being, you know, picking apart for semantics purposes or whatever. But look, the people who have been honest this whole time are the ones where you look back and you're like, oh, I thought they were crazy, but they were right. And time and again, they were right, even though they stood against the masses. Those are the people you can turn to. Now, I'm not saying nobody's ever going to lie to you, but there's so much fake news and certain news outlets are so consistent with putting out these fake things. You need to start getting your intel from better sources. You need to start looking at the people who haven't lied to you. And, you know, fool you once, shame on you, fool or shame on them, fool them twice, shame on you. You know, if you've been fooled multiple times, that's your problem and you need to fix it. Action 12, how to create more hours in your day. You need to make more time for you to do the things you need to do. The only way for you to properly prepare or to have the time to spend with your family is if you stop trolling people online, if you stop becoming obsessed with CNN or Fox or MSNBC, you know, what, the way you can alleviate, you know, the, the frustrations that you have with all the things going on is to detach from watching what's going on in the world and just start taking actions to prepare for it. So instead of sitting and watching the news for two hours, you could go out to a store, you could buy, you know, whatever it is that you feel you need, or you could spend some time at the field or somewhere with your family going over where you would meet up if the house is on fire. Is it the backyard or is it the front? Is it the side street? Is it the neighbor across the road? You know, you can come up with that plan and you'll feel like you actually did something because you did. But the problem with watching the news is you, you get the anger from watching the news and the, the energy from watching the news and you have nowhere to release it. You have nowhere to send that anger to because you're not taking any action. So to create more hours in your day, you need to stop giving it away to things that don't produce any value to your life. Action four, you need to share your vision. Your family, this sort of goes with getting your family on board. Your family needs to understand why they're doing what they're doing. They need to understand that the actions they take have serious consequences. And there are times where you might be joking around with them when you say, hey, come here. And there's times where it's a life or death situation and you're saying, hey, come here. They need to know the difference. You need to share your vision as to why you operate the way you do and why you stand for what it is that you believe in. You know, there I had to deal with cops multiple times early in the, the COVID lockdowns because I kept training at the baseball field, which is <laughs> completely ridiculous. But my kids are asking, you know, am, am I going to get in trouble? And I explained to them every time, nice and easy. I showed them my vision. That when all these things happened, somebody had to stand up and keep doing normal things. And that's why we kept training. And then other kids started showing up and training with us. And be, the world was crazy, but we kept some semblance of normalcy to our life. And that was a good thing. And even though I had to talk to the cops and deal with them, uh, I got to know the captain of the police. You know, It got a little weird. But we kept normalcy, and they saw their father stand up for something. And I think that is something they'll remember for hopefully their entire lives. And I hope when they're pushed, they do the same. Your next action, blending in with the crowd. There is a time to stand out 
there is a time to just blend in. And when you're you're operating in an environment or a very hot, pressurized society like we're in now, it's better that you stand in. On my vehicle and my wife's, we do not have any pro-Trump stickers, any veteran stickers. We don't have any bumper stickers that really lean one way towards any hot topic items. I think we have like paw prints or something on hers. And I think I've got like a, I don't even know, a sticker, something, a decal in the back of my truck. But it's it's nothing that's political or religious or anything like that. You know, and absolutely nothing says veteran on my vehicle. And that's not because I'm not proud of those things. But why do I need to make myself a target? Why do I need to park on a, a street somewhere, go in to get some food with my family and have somebody bust a window and walk away? I've got to deal with a shattered window because somebody hated my Trump sticker. That's totally preventable. I can support Trump without announcing it to the world. I can be a veteran without telling the entire world. I think there are some veterans who need to hear that. <laughs> you know, you don't have to let the whole world know everything you believe in or everything you stand for. And it doesn't mean you're taking it laying down. It means you're being intelligent and you're making smart moves with the environment that we're currently in. Now, there may be counterpoints to that. I'm open to hearing them. But honestly, I don't believe any need to share that or have that stuck out there. It just, it doesn't make sense to me, especially with what's going on recently. All right, action 15. Improve your situational awareness. Stop walking around everywhere on your goddamn phone. I can't stress that enough. I'm so tired of seeing people literally walk into things or completely oblivious. Like, there are people, I'm like, if I stuck my foot out, they would wipe out. Because they're so immersed on what's happening on their phone, they have no idea what's happening in the world around them. And that's a really, really bad thing if there are a lot of red flags standing out. If you don't notice that that weird bag is on the side of the road, or you don't notice that that person is kind of twitchy and they keep walking back and forth, or if you don't notice that you know everyone around you is kind of moving away from you and one other person, you're in for a bad day. Because something is likely about to go down and you're not even ready for it. You have no clue. And the worst place to be is caught off guard. You have no idea. You're not braced. Nothing. You just get wiped out. And you don't even know what hit you. And in some cases, you literally don't know what physically hit you. That's really unfortunate when it's completely preventable. So get back into the world. Be situationally aware. Next action, 16. You have to choose the hill to die on. This one sounds easy. I'm going to die for freedom. I'm going to stand for America. I fully get it. All right, but I'm tired of hearing it. Literally, what does that mean? <laughs> you have to pick a literal hill. You have to pick like an actual, like a plot, a, a point that you are going to be taking a stand on. When I say literal, I don't mean literal as in literal. I mean literal as in figurative. <laughs> you're not going to a hill, but damn it, you, you're, you're standing your ground on a certain subject. Like me, I don't like masks, but that's not the hill I'm going to die on. I don't like, I, I take them off everywhere I can. I don't wear them as frequently as I can. I enter places not wearing them, waiting to be told to put it on, and then I'll usually leave. All these things, I push as far as I can, but I will wear it if I have to, to fly or to uh, coach my children's youth sports. You know, I will wear it. So that means that's not the hill I'm going to die on. I'm not going to skip moments with my children because I don't want to wear a mask. I'm not going to not travel somewhere because I'm not going to wear a mask. You know, those things are a higher priority. But you have to know where it is you will take a stand. You know, and there are several times, like I said, I took a stand on the whole training thing. And there's pushback from the cops. And I just, like, it's good. There's pushback from neighbors. That's all good. You know, I, I can withstand that. There's pushback from my family. You know, it is what it is. But I'm, there are certain things that I will not budge on because I believe in them. Your family needs to see that. And your, your peers, your, your friends, your family, your counterparts, whatever you want, whatever it is, 
They have to understand and respect that because you're not going to budge. But what is that for you? It can't be every hill. You can't be pissed off about the vaccine and about masks and about closures and about lockdown. Like you can't want to fight all of those. You got to pick a few and navigate the rest. You don't have to like them. But if you're going to do like, what are you you're just going to stay home? <laughs> is that really going to prove your point? You need to go out and throw not. You need to go out and you need to enjoy your life the best you can in the situation you're given. Now, certain hills, you will, like, it's a hard no. But that shouldn't be every hill. So, again, you can't die for every subject or every conflict that's out there. Choose the one that's most important and stand to it. All right, action 17. How can you make the world a better place? Well, you need to go out and you need to be a good American. If you want to make this country better than what it is, if you want to be a part of the solution, start living well. Start living with strength. Start taking strong actions. You know, stop letting the routine of redundancy stop you from living the life that you know you should be living. You should be in shape, you know, not a fat alcoholic sitting in your house. You should be looking to support businesses, you know, going out and and tipping well at the local small business that you go to or buying presents or, or giving people money. You know, you can do all these great things to build others up or you can sit at home and bitch about the fact that these small businesses are struggling. You know, if you want to make a real difference into what's going on and you want to feel good, go support them. You know, I've been my my tips to my barber, my tips to my waitresses are through the roof. Sometimes I match the bill just because I know how hard they've been hit. I know how hard they're working and I know it's completely out of their control. It's not their fault. They're only allowed to operate at 30 percent capacity. It's the governor's. It's the government's. It's Trump's fault. It's, It's all the governing body starting at the top that this is all happening. But it's not the waiter's fault. It's not the barber's fault. It's not the small business's fault. They deserve as much funds as they can get in support before they close for good. I feel good when I help them. I, I hope that they can make it through this. I certainly do. As a small business owner myself, I understand how far every single dollar goes. And if you want to support this podcast, there are links below. You like that plug? Action 18. So who's right? Now, people want to end up on the right side of history and they start to think, well, who's going to win? You know, Trump's going to win. He's going to win this contest to election fraud. So I'm not worried about what happens in the world where Joe Biden's president or the reverse. Joe Biden won the presidency. I'm not worried about the world where Donald Trump is president. It doesn't matter who is in the White House. It doesn't matter who wins whatever conflict. It doesn't matter who becomes your governor, your mayor, your town council representatives. You should have a plan either way. You should have a an A plan and then an A plan. Here's what you're going to do if Trump is president. Here's what you do if Biden's president. Here's what you do if this person wins or that person wins. It doesn't matter who wins. It doesn't matter who is quote unquote right in all this and they they get the, the win and they take the lead and you know, they run the show. You should be doing the same thing regardless. Don't get caught unprepared because you were so sure that you were going to win or you were going to get, you know, the victory and, and life was going to be the way you expected it. And then you're caught again, un, unaware and unprepared for what the world looks like that you did not plan for. It's absolutely ridiculous for you to be so sure of anything. Always, always have a backup. You know, the best knife is having two knives. What The best gun is having two guns. The best plan is having two plans. You know, there's just no way that you can call everything that's going to happen. So you need, be, you need to be prepared for anything that could happen. Action 19. 
You need the power, literally. You need to invest in a generator. You also need to invest in some power banks. Power banks are those little portable charging stations. Some are solar powered. I actually got one for Christmas. The thing's awesome. You know, you can charge it with the sun and you can charge your phone or whatever um, USB or micro USB or uh, iPhone charger plug-in, whatever. You know, you can take these things and when everybody else is struggling because they don't have lights in their house or they can't charge their phone to call their loved ones to let them know they're okay, you're going to be fine. You're going to be, you know, set and you're going to have all the juice and you're going to be squared away while everybody else is struggling. Why? Because you spent the money now to prepare for the future event where things, you know, went down. Literally, (laughs) where power is lost and you're up and running because you spent money and you invested in your success then, now. It's important you recognize is these little things that add up. Because again, what is the point of you having all those guns and all that ammo and all that food, yet you're freezing and you have no lights? It just doesn't make sense. You're overlooking the, the little things that are just as important as the big things because they're not as cool, because they're not as flashy. You know, they're not as fun to talk about, but honestly, it's the mundane things. If you can get those right, you're going to have a good time. All right, made it all the way to 20. Action 20. What do you need to prepare for? I love this one because I get so frustrated. And that's why I started the podcast the way I did. Everybody talks about zombies. <laughs> oh, I'm getting this for the zombie apocalypse. Oh, I'm doing that for the zombie apocalypse. Guy, girl, whatever. What happens if it's a flood? What happens if it's a fire? What happens if it's an earthquake? Stop telling me you've got this like great zombie plan. Like, Let's be real. These natural disasters are much more likely to happen. Zombies are almost at zero. Unless, you know, Corona has a whole new strain that's coming out and then we'll see. And I might be wrong. And if so, (laughs) getting this podcast wrong is the last of my problems. But think of every shit sandwich that you can be served and have a response for. Just go through the what if scenario in your head and just keep having answers. Keep having answers. Keep buying what you need, preparing for it, having an answer, having a plan, training your family, you know, for anything. It's the best thing you can do is everything. (laughs) If you think about every situation, you should be good. You know, and of course, you're going to get hit with something that you didn't expect, like snow lightning, which is a thing, you know, and that hits your house. Like things that you're not expecting are going to happen, but you'll be mostly prepared and you should get out just fine. Action 21. Invest in a vehicle everyday carry. If I were to stop you in the middle of the road on the way to your job and I asked you, where is your first aid kit? Where is your weapon? And where is your fire extinguisher? Would you be able to answer me? Would you be able to stop and help somebody whose car was on fire, put the fire out, and render first aid? Again, it's not enough to have your home prepared because a lot of the times you're away from your home. If your kid falls to the playground and gets a gnarly cut in their knee, you should be able to treat that. Don't be the dad who has another dad like me running in to save your kid. This is not a good look. It's not a good look for you. The kid's going to be like, hey, thanks, other dad. Your wife is going to be like, hey, thanks, other husband, you know, because you couldn't save the day because you sitting there are like, ah, nothing bad's ever going to happen away from the home. All my gear's at home because that's the only place disasters happen. Like a fool. That's not the case. It's not reality. Invest in a vehicle everyday carry. Action 22. Nothing is 100% secure. Understand this. And this might be me putting on my tinfoil hat. So <laughs> hang on with me. I believe every single thing we are doing online is being monitored. I believe right now, if they wanted to, somebody could be listening in, even though I'm not live. I'm recording this on Audacity in my shed. 
not connected to anything. The laptop's connected to the internet, though. And I'm sure if somebody wanted to listen, they could. I'm sure my phone is listening to me. I'm sure everything I buy is tracked. So when you buy the guns, when you buy the prepping meals, when you buy these items, when you buy crypto, when you start moving your money around, I think we're being watched. And therefore, you have to accept that all of the things that you have, something could go south. They could knock on the door and say, where are the guns? They could knock on the door and say, I know that you bought this much crypto. Where is it? Time to pay the taxes. Show me. You need to have plans upon plans. I am not going to tell you my plans because that's for obvious reasons. If, you, if you're not picking up, if you're not reading between the lines here, you don't get it. <laughs> but you need to have your own plan. You need to think about what's on the radar, what's off, and how you can position yourself to best keep things from people that you don't want them to know. We're going to leave that one there. Action 23. Life skills can pay more than the bills. If you can grow crops, you can eat. If you can hunt, you can eat. If you can't do those things and the supermarket's closed, what do you do? You're going to go rob your neighbors? You need to develop these skills. You need to invest in learning how to change a tire, jump a battery, put out a fire. You know, a lot of people have fire extinguishers. I was a machinist mate, so I was like a a backup firefighter on the ship. And you did a lot of firefighting, a lot of training, things like that. One of the things that was really gnarly is how many people either freaked out or they tried to spray the flames, like the height, the top of the flame, instead of the base to disrupt the, the, the fire combustion reaction, whatever it is. You know, you, you spray at the base to kind of put the fire out. But I watched people like spray the fire and it confused me because they just didn't know. They thought you sprayed the fire to put it out. And I'm like, man, you have no idea what you're doing. That's interesting. So look at what you know, look at what you don't know, and just start looking things up. Again, start playing the, the what if game. What if there's electrical fire? What if your basement catches on fire? What if a tree falls in your shed? You know, like, do you know how to use a chainsaw? Do you know how to jump a vehicle? Do you know how to change the tire? Do you know how to shoot a gun? Do you know how to use a knife? Do you know how to use an axe? This list goes on way too long. So just step your boy scout game up and learn some life skills that have nothing to do with electronics. Learn how to get out there and survive in the woods. All right, 24. What is the right answer? There is no right answer. And you need to understand the action you take is understanding that there is no perfect action to take. I cannot tell you every situation. I cannot tell you every scenario. I cannot tell you what the best firearm is. I cannot tell you what the best martial art is because it's all, you know, context specific. Where, what, why, who, you know, there's just too many variables. So you need to understand that all you can do is the best you can do. All you can do is just prepare. But the biggest thing, and that's why this is number 24, is that doing anything is better than doing nothing. You cannot go wrong if you're starting to take actions and starting to prepare and starting to build up your inventory. You know, you might not have enough. Once you learn that lesson, stock up more next time. But doing something is better than doing nothing. All right, last action. Start. It's never too late to start. You can be so mad. You know, I should have bought A, B, and C. I should have bought a gun, a tent, and an axe. (laughs) I can't even think of anything. But instead, I bought a new TV, a radio, and a new phone. Yeah, you didn't invest in yourself. You didn't invest in, you know, your preparation or survival. Like, shame on you. You're right. You are wrong. You did the wrong thing. But do the right thing now. If you're listening to this podcast, or if you know how to read and you went to the blog to get the whole story, you know, you know all these ideas. You have 25 actions. Go out and take them. You know, I can't fix the past. Neither can you. 
What you can do is go forward. <laughs> what you can do is take all this information and start applying it. I mean, if you have nothing right now, if you have no preparations and you get off this podcast and you order a flashlight from Amazon, you've started. Just do something. I mean, honestly, the, the worst thing that I can hear or that can happen is that people just freaking, they allow complacency and procrastination to win the day. And because of it, they suffer and their family suffers. And it's not if your number is called, it's just when. Your number will be called. What will you do? Will you be prepared? I certainly hope so. Again, go to thefamilyalpha.com. You can find this blog post. It goes into more detail for each of the actions. And if you enjoyed this podcast, if you enjoy what it is I'm doing, you know, pushing the message for family men, rate, review, share the message, share the love. You know, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. Again, this is my first time really asking for anything from my listeners. So I appreciate all the support. And if you want to rate it and, and amplify it, Maybe we'll take this thing to the moon. Maybe we'll have a lot more Americans, a lot more across the globe taking actions to prepare themselves. So again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your time and thank you for your support. This has been another episode on the Family Alpha Podcast. Thanks for listening. You can join our private men's only community at thefraternityofexcellence.com. And don't forget to find Zach on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at ZachSmall underscore.